All right, everybody, welcome to New Life. Glad to have you guys here with us. I want to welcome everybody here at our Kearney campus, our North Platte campus, Ogallala, and worshiping with us online. I just need to know, how many of you guys love Jesus today and you're excited to worship him? Come on, let me hear you. Yeah. Come on, that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about here at New Life, right? It's all about loving God, uh, becoming all that he wants us to be. Uh, we're really on a journey to see people find Jesus and lives changed. So I don't know where you're at in that, in that spectrum, whether you need to find Jesus or you still need your life changed, like I need my life changed by Jesus, by the way. It never ends. So just know that right now, right? The journey never ends. We're constantly being transformed into the image and the likeness of Christ. Uh, and that's kind of what we're about here at New Life Church. Uh, hey, before I get started, this weekend is an important weekend. Uh, we're celebrating this weekend. In fact, tomorrow is the actual holiday. Uh, it is Veterans Day. And I just want to take just a second and uh, highlight veterans. Veterans have served in multiple different wars uh, for our country. They have served during wartime and during peacetime. They've been willing, both men and women, to risk their lives for our safety and for the, for the cause of our nation around the world. Uh, and I just want to say thank you to every single man and woman that has served in every single branch of our armed forces and has given of themselves, whether it was just one tour or it was for a lifetime, whether it was overseas or it was just here in the United States. It didn't matter what role you served in. It didn't matter where you served. I just want you to know that what you did mattered and, what you, and, and the way you served, we thank you today. And so if you're here today and you're a veteran, would you just stand really quick so we can just thank you really fast? Can you do that? Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> now, look, as a vet, I know that all of them were like, Jeff, please just stop and don't ask me to stand. That's the heart of every veteran. I just think it's amazing. The heart of every veteran is I don't need to be honored for what I did. I, was, I, I did it, and most of them would say, a large percentage of them would say, and I would do it again. I would do it again. So thank you guys so much. You know, here at New Life, there's something that we're living for and that we're worth dying and it's worth dying for. And that is the message of Jesus Christ and the message of Jesus Christ rapidly spreading throughout the world. That's something we're living for. We're also, it's also something that I'm personally, it's, I think that it's worth dying for. We call it Kingdom Builders. You see every single week, in fact, this week in New Life, you saw, you saw a video of one of the areas that we give money to uh, to help support so that they can complete their mission that God's called them to do to spread the message of Jesus around the world. And every single week, we highlight something that we're giving to through Kingdom Builders. It could be in our backyard, right? Or it could be to the ends of the earth. And it's, it's that entire spectrum. It starts right outside. It starts actually here in our building, and it reaches all the way to the ends of the earth. And we call it Kingdom Builders. Now, you may have come from another church, and they call it missions. Missions is great, right? It's a great word. We just found that a lot of people didn't know what in the world that meant. But the kingdom of God is what we're all about growing. And so here at New Life, we call ourselves kingdom builders. For those who actually give uh, to kingdom builders, you're a kingdom builder. And today we kind of want to stop and we want to highlight that. If you don't know what kingdom builders is, you're new to our church, or you see these videos and you're like, what is that really all about? Kingdom builders for us breaks down into three ma main categories. Global missions, okay, local church expansion, and future Christian leaders. Now, let me help kind of break that down even a little bit more. All right, so K 
kingdom builders, and global missions. What's really, what's really in that category? Well, all of our missionaries. We, we sponsor uh, missionaries all around the world. And we have missionaries in countries like Turkey, uh, El Salvador, Bhutan, France. We participate with missionaries that are a part of Cuba. We've, we've got them all over the world. It's pretty exciting. And so part of Kingdom Builders dollars goes to support our missionaries all around the world. It's also, uh, it also goes to entities called like Convoy of Hope. Convoy of Hope is a, is a uh, compassion-based ministry that deals with meeting the needs of people that are struggling through natural disasters, floods that come through, like the floods that came through Nebraska. Convoy of Hope was here, and part of our Kingdom Builders dollars was actually helping to meet the needs of those who are in, included in those flood disaster issues that happened two different times in our state. Uh, not to mention just our own dollars that went out the door to meet practical needs that are near one of our campuses for the flood relief. So Convoy of Hope is doing that. They're also feeding the hungry around the world. They're also teaching farmers how to get, how to get more crops out of the ground in third world countries so that the grain that comes out of the ground, the crop that comes out of the ground is going right back into the mouths of those who need it the most. You're a part of that through your kingdom builder giving. Um, Another thing is our global outreach trips. Uh, this past year, we had teams that went to Cuba. We had teams that went to Alaska. Throughout the last few years, we had teams that have gone all over the world. It's been really, really exciting. This, the next category is local church expansion. And so for us, here's what we see. We see this, that the American church is the number one sponsor and financial provider for spreading the message of Jesus around the world. The American church is number one far and above and beyond any other nation in the world. Okay, when it comes to our financial giving and our impact that we're making around the world for the message of Jesus Christ. So here's what we believe. We believe that if the local church isn't healthy in America, right, then how in the world can we be healthy in spreading the message of Jesus around the world? So through local church expansion, we believe that planting new churches or even future campuses of new life, they can be future campuses of us or just new church plants that are happening by other people in other places of our nation, that planting more churches and winning more people to Jesus is creating an army of people to help rapidly spread the gospel of Jesus around the world. So we're a part of church planting through Kingdom Builders. We also see that local church expansion is activating people that are in the local church to be local missionaries and spreading the good news of Jesus where we live. So local poverty issues are very important to us. And so we'll give thousands of dollars to different entities that are involved in local poverty issues, such as Crossroads, the video that you saw today. All right? Um, Inner City Omaha, we just did a project there this past summer where we took a team and we went and we worked on a church so that the local church in the inner city of Omaha could boldly and profoundly uh, profess the good news of Jesus Christ in a dark, dreary place where people need to know there's hope beyond what they're living in. Then future Christian leaders. This is one of the areas that I probably get most excited about. Because in all of my days growing up in church, we talked about missionaries and we talked about those who went to the ends of the earth, but we never dealt with the issue of who's going to take their place. So we got missionaries that go to the ends of the earth and they risk their life, but who's going to take their place? And how is the local church even involved in backfilling those, those roles of people that feel called into missions, right? Called to be a missionary or feel called to even be a pastor. And we want to raise up future Christian leaders. We want to, we want to hit them when they're young. 
We want to be a part of their journey. We want to see them become all that God wants them to be and go serve and give their life for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So we do that by the way that we help send kids to our summer camp where kids are filled with the Holy Spirit, where kids are called to ministry, where kids sense God speaking to their life. We do that by, you know, the SUM University that we have here on our campus, uh, both here and in North Platte. We've got students right now. And they're, tr- they're training, they're preparing themselves by getting a bachelor's degree to be prepared for full-time ministry. We're even willing to help kids that are going to go to one of our Assemblies of God colleges that feel a call to ministry on their life, and we'll give them a grant, and we'll send them there. But another way that this happens is by sending people on their very first global outreach trip. You might call it a missions trip. We call it a global outreach trip. We've, we've learned that through studies... That missionaries in the foreign field, 80-some percent of them felt the call from God to give their life in Turkey or in China or in some other country because they went on a short-term global outreach trip. And we know that one of the number one hindrances for people that ever get into that experience is the amount of money that it takes to go on a global outreach trip. And so, so many of you, you sit there and you go, ah, man, I'd like to go, but that's like $3,000 to go on that trip. How in the world am I ever going to come up with that money? So through Kingdom Builders, we decided to put a grant system together where we are giving first-time participants like a lot of money to go on their very first global outreach trip because we believe that God will do something radical in their life and he'll start calling people into ministry in an amazing way. And here's what we did. We decided to put $20,000 because we had a radical dream that 20 people would take us up on that and $1,000 per person we would give them, right, to go on their very first global outreach trip. And here's what happened. In 2019, we had 42 people take us up on that. 42 people stepped up for the very first time and said, I want to go on a foreign global outreach trip. We thought that was going to break the bank. But no, they ended up raising more money than they thought. And so we didn't have to shell out $42,000, although we were willing to and excited to do it. And God's done some great things, guys, sending people out on a global outreach trip for the very first time. If you're a kingdom builder, you're a part of that. Now, i got a short video I just want to show you about people that have gone on their very first global outreach trip and some of the things that God's done in their life. So if you're a kingdom builder, man, pay attention to what your giving's done in the hearts of people. Take a look at this video. I went on the Women's El Salvador mission trip through Convoy of Hope. I just want to thank the Kingdom Builders uh, just for the opportunity to be able to experience God's love outside of the country, in the country of El Salvador. I was so impressed thinking I'm going there to serve God and I witnessed God serve me. I felt love. I felt incorporated into the community. It was truly a memorable experience. I went on the young adult trip to Petersburg, Alaska this summer, and the part that really stood out to me was our opportunity to build relationships with the local community. And it was cool to see God provide opportunities for us to just show God's love and um, pour into the lives of those kids and even the families too. Um, And it is really rewarding to know that even though we're not there, we invested time into those relationships and Um, Now that we're gone, um, the local church there is still going to continue um, pouring into them and showing them God's love. So going on my first missions trip, I had no idea what to expect. Uh, I met some amazing individuals who even though they had so little to their name, they had such giving souls. 
we could all learn a thing or two from them. Um, you know, people's uh, possessions don't matter, status doesn't matter, people's hearts do. Um, you know, God has blessed me with a uh, new sense of peace, uh, a new perspective, and just the fact that His faith and love can be found in the most unexpected places. Hey, Kingdom Builders, thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to go to Petersburg, Alaska and serve with the Lighthouse Church. My son and 10 other people went with us up there. Uh, we had no expectations. We didn't know what God was going to do for us, so we just laid it at His feet. And He continually opened door after door after door for us to not only share our story, but to connect with the people in Petersburg. So thank you so much. We know when we left there, an impact was made, and I know in my life it was a huge impact. So thank you again very much. Yeah, so I just want to say thank you. If you're a kingdom builder, you're making a difference in the hearts of people. Uh, none of this happens without your financial generosity uh, by giving to be a kingdom builder. But true generosity, church, and that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about living generously, okay? That's really what I want to deal with today. What does it look like to live generously? True generosity starts out of obedience to God. That's where true generosity starts. It doesn't start by what you give First, it starts out of the heart of obedience and surrender to God. And here at New Life Church, we believe that when it comes to finances, that your obedience to God starts with your tithe. That tithe really is just an act, a simple act of obedience before God. A tithe is 10% of what we make. I got it. That sounds scary to people that have never done that before. I'm thankful I was taught that as a kid and I grew up when I just made a $10 bill versus when you make a hundred or a thousand dollar bill. You see what I'm saying? Because it all adds up. So it's somewhere you gotta jump in, you gotta say, God, out of obedience to you, I'm gonna honor you with a tithe. Tithe here at New Life Church, if I can just pull back the veil and be completely transparent with you because we got really nothing to hide, all right? Uh, tithe here at New Life Church really funds the day-to-day -day operations of what you experience as being part of New Life Church. What does that mean? That means your tithe pays for the salary for all of our pastors and all of our staff members. It pays for all the administration that has to take place at our church. It pays for all the custodial that has to happen at all of our campuses. All of the ministry that goes on from the nursery through our kids' ministries to our youth ministries to our life groups to our young adult ministries to our legacy ministry to our worship ministries to our host ministry to our tech ministries and the list goes on and on and on. At all of our campuses, your tithe funds the day-to-day -day ministry that's impacting people, and it's actually making disciples. So your, your giving through tithe helps to make disciples. Then it also covers facility costs. I mean, just think with me. Right now, we got four facilities in three locations right now, right? And, and the utilities, just to keep the lights on, to make sure that it's comfortable in here, so that when you come in in the wintertime, you don't have to sit there with your parka on, Right? And in the summertime, you don't have to come in your swimsuit because it's so hot in here, right? So to get it cool and to make it hot and to make all the maintenance and all the repairs, just think about your house on steroids, okay? And then all the cleaning that has to take place and all the vehicles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Your tithe is what funds the day-to-day -day operations of any church. Kingdom Builders is a generous giving above and beyond tithe that makes the difference like we've been talking about. 
Kingdom Builders is way beyond all those things. It's our extension from here all the way to the ends of the earth to spread rapidly the message of Jesus. But if you're anything like me, when you think about money, you think about return. Is anybody like me? You think about your money, you think about return. I think sometimes about the work that I do and the amount of pay that you get. I'm not being, I'm not being like wanting more. I'm just saying that there's times when you think to yourself like, wow, I've worked a lot. And then you get the paycheck and there's a reward, there's a return there. Or you get your paycheck and then you see how far your paycheck goes or how not far your paycheck goes, right? And then there's like this reward, there's this return on the investment of I got a paycheck and this is what it gets, right? The mortgage and the car and on and on and on and on. Or it's your investments that you have, whether it's in a savings account, some mutual fund, it's in stocks, it's in a 401k, a 4013b. You know, it doesn't matter where it is. It's just like you think about sometimes the percentage of return that you get on your investment. I want you to know something today, that your obedience and your generosity, your tithe and your kingdom builder giving to the Lord also has a return. The returns might surprise you, though. Let me talk about what it means to live generously and the returns that come with that. Generosity rapidly spreads the message of Jesus. That's a return. Your generosity is rapidly spreading the message of Jesus. Rapidly. I mean, think with me really quick. Even the last 100 years, what's happened in communications? Well, how, what is, what's happened in the last 100 years with communications, the way we interact with each other? We've gone from Morse code in the last 100 years, right, all the way to cell phones that are smartphones that you can, you can interact with each other. You can send messages to one another. You can talk to one another even through satellites today. I mean, it's rapidly expanded communications. Think about travel with me. 100 years ago, traveled by train, traveled by boats, then it, con- then it converted to cars. It got off of actual horses into horsepower. Come on, somebody. <coughs> Man, who would want a car that, that is a one-horsepower car? No, no. Now, I don't even care who you are. You want a car that's got more horses than just the one. I'm thankful for that. So we've got that. We've moved into the airplane, right? You get me? All the way to spaceships now. I mean, it's crazy the way travel is like... It's constantly changing. One day, you're going to be taking a trip, an opportunity to go into space, take a trip to to the moon, take a trip to Mars. If Jesus doesn't come back, those kind of things will be your future if you can live long enough. Speaking to me for a second, okay? And I just went on a flight recently from Rome, Italy, to New York City. That flight took 10 hours, right? I complained when I got off the flight how long that took. And a hundred years ago, it took days for someone to travel on a ship. And I was complaining that it took three movies. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) It took me three movies to get from there to there. And it used to take days. Rapid increase in the ability, which equals this. In the past 100 years, there's been a radical increase in the ability to rapidly spread the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. And the whole reason for Kingdom Builders is to match that. We want to rapidly spread the message of Jesus around the world. But this was the same desire as the early church, guys. We're no different today. In the early church, this is what they said about it. In 2 Thessalonians 3, it says, Pray that the Lord's message will, will do what? Say it with me. Spread rapidly. So pray that the Lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes, just as when it came to you. Guys, 
Somebody paid a massive price for the gospel of Jesus Christ to come to us. And now it's our turn to spread the gospel message of Jesus rapidly wherever we go. And I'm telling you, your generosity and giving to Kingdom Builders and your prayers are actually spreading the message of Jesus rapidly everywhere, including right here at New Life Church. Think about this with me. In 2019, we planted our third campus out in Ogallala. That's a massive endeavor that without Kingdom Builders, we wouldn't have been able to do that. Here's some life change that's happening. 146 people, 146 people have, some, have surrendered their life to Jesus Christ at one of our campuses in 2019 to this date, filled out a card, surrendered their anonymity, and said, I've given my life to Jesus. Come alongside me and help me become all that Jesus wants me to be. 146 people at New Life Church to this date. That's exciting. I would say to you, the gospel message of Jesus Christ is spreading rapidly. Check this out. 68 people to this date at New Life Church in all of our campuses have been baptized in water in 2019. And watch this. Next Sunday, you don't want to miss it because 37 more people are taking the same leap and going publicly, I gave my life to Jesus. That's exciting. Oh, You know what's really exciting is this. 16 of them are going to be at Kearney. 13 are going to be at North Platte. Eight of them are at our brand new campus in Ogallala. Way to go, guys. I'm excited for you. Man, that's, that's all part of what, what God's doing, right? But through your kingdom builder giving around the world, you're making an impact in people's lives that you're never going to meet. And stories like what I just told you about New Life Church are happening around the world, and you're a part of it, like in Cuba. We've been to Cuba the last two years in a row, and I plan to go back again in 2020. In fact, I plan on ramping up our Kingdom Builder impact in Cuba. Ten years ago, there was a radical revival that took place on that communist island where God moved in a way that, you know, no government could shut down. The Assemblies of God alone grew by over 600%. They didn't have enough churches. They didn't have enough pastors to keep up with it. They're still trying to catch up with it. And so we've been down there the last couple of years building churches with them, and next year, I plan on, part of future Christian leaders, I plan on investing thousands of dollars into Cuban ministers that are going to get their degree and become future pastors that are going to be disciple makers on that island to keep spreading the message of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be part of Kingdom Builders. You're making an impact far beyond anything that you ever dreamed or imagined. So I want you to be a part of it. But first, it starts with obedient surrender in your giving by a tithe to God. That's where it starts. Your first act is not to give the kingdom builders. Your first act is to surrender, be obedient to God, and give a tithe. Secondly, is to be generous in your giving and become a kingdom builder. That's what I pray that you'll do. And if you will actively participate with us in obedience in giving and generosity in giving, I'm telling you that together we can do something that we would never be able to do alone. But there's more to generous living. There's more return than just that. That's awesome by itself. But did you know this, that another return about being generous is that generosity makes you happy? I know we don't give to make us happy, but it actually produces that. There's been a recent study that was done in the University of Zurich in Switzerland where they took 50 people, okay, so it's a small sampling, but check out what they did. 
They took 50 people, they gave each of them $100, they told 25 of those 50 people, I want you to go and spend this $100 on yourself. Okay, and I want you to think about spending that $100 on yourself, and they hooked them up to machines to watch their brain waves. And as the people thought about spending the dollars on themselves, nothing happened. But the other 25, they said, I want you to give that $100 away to someone. And they hooked them up to all the machines, and they said, I want you to think about, before you ever do it, I want you to think about who you would give it to, right, or maybe what you would buy them. And as they thought about it, the, in the brain, all these things started firing off, and they started recognizing in the reward system part of the brain, the part that would say, wow, I am happy, like I'm really excited about what I'm doing, those things just started firing off like crazy, and then after doing the act and thinking back on it, it continued to fire off. Meaning, meaning this, that generosity was actually making people physically happy. So I ask you today, who wants to be happy? Here's the cool part. Science, <coughs> excuse me. Science is just discovering what God already put in his word. That's what I, that's what I love about God. He's so far ahead of any science than anybody's ever going to discover because he's the one that created it all. Take a look with me at this verse in 2 Corinthians 9. Now pay attention, okay? It says this. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. Is that right, farmers? Let's just see if that's true. No farmers in the house? Okay. It's true, by the way. Um, but the one who plants generously will get a what kind of crop? A generous crop. You must each decide in your hearts how much to give. And don't give what? Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Don't give because, you know, some message happened today and you were just motivated to give, right? For God loves a person who gives what? He loves someone who gives cheerfully. Let's go on. And God will generously provide all that you need. If you give generously and you're wondering to yourself, well, how in the world are we going to, you know, make the ends meet? God's going, look, you be generous. You let me take care of those things. So God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything that you need. Look at, say need with me. I just want to make sure you're hearing it right. Say need. Okay, because it's not want. Okay, it's not want, it's need. All right, so let's make sure we're clear on that. Then you will always have everything that you need and plenty left over to, sh- to do what? To share with others. You mean, you mean to tell me that when I cheerfully when I give with a happy heart, right, because it's going to repay me with that, that not only will God take care of my needs, but he's going to say, look, I, if you're generous, I will give you even more to even be more generous, which is even going to make you what? Happier. Right. Good answer. So it's going to perpetuate this joy in your heart. Now, you can give reluctantly, and every single one of you has given reluctantly, and you did it this year, probably. Taxes. I don't know anybody that just signs that check and goes, wow, I'm so glad I get to do this. This just makes me so happy. No, it's reluctant giving. You can also give to God reluctantly. You can give to others reluctantly. It's an attitude of the heart. It's an attitude of the heart. That's why it starts with obedience that breeds to generosity. So, How can you give generously that's going to produce this joy? How can you give with a cheerful heart, basically? Well, let me tell you a couple of things. I want you to focus when you give, focus on the impact of your giving in your mind and in your heart. Here's what I want you to do. 
The next time you tithe, the next time you obediently give to the Lord, I don't want you just to give it. I don't want you just to fill it out online and hit send. Right before you hit send or fill out your, your envelope you know, here at, a, at one of our campuses, before you drop it in, before you bring it, I want you to say, God, I'm going to obediently give my tithe to you today. And to back that up, to be a part of it, to be more cheerful about it, pray about where those monies are going to be used. I already told you what your tithe gets used for. You can pray for one of the pastors. God, would you bless them today? You can pray for one of the ministries. Would you use that ministry to make disciples today? You see what I'm saying? Like, you can do that. And the next time you give as a kingdom builder, don't just give. Give and pray for one of our missionaries. You can get one of our project books. They're going to be out at the green tables or out at our global outreach centers in, both, in all of our lobbies at all of our campuses today. Get one of our project books for 2019 so that for the rest of the year, as you give as a kingdom builder, pray for a missionary. Pray for one of the missions projects. Get your heart connected to that. And I guarantee you, you'll be more cheerful in your giving, which will perpetuate more joy and more happiness. Here's another thing to do. Participate in what you're giving to. Don't just tithe at New Life Church. Jump into a ministry and serve. I'm telling you, it's going to stir more joy in your heart. Don't just be a kingdom builder financially. Sign up and go on one of our global outreach trips in 2020. All of them are getting ready to be announced before the end of the year. Sign up for one of those. Go on one. Be a part of this holiday serve focus that we've got going on here at New Life Church for the rest of this year. Be a part of that because kingdom builder dollars are funding everything that we're doing there. So focus in, participate and pray, and I guarantee you the joy and the happiness and the cheerfulness of your giving will radically increase. Lastly, here's a return on living generously. Generosity is contagious. It's contagious. It actually affects other people. No, you don't have to tell them how much you gave. She said, your generosity affects other people. Let me just give you an example. Have you ever been in a public place and you made eye contact with a complete stranger and you smiled at them? What did that person do back to you? They smiled back. Unless you gave them the creepy smile, all right? <laughs> if you gave them the creeper smile, then they probably turned their head down and away from you and walked away from you quickly. But if you looked friendly, right, and you just were normal, and young dudes in the room, you weren't trying to hit on the other person, and you just smile at them, normally you're going to get a smile back. It's, it's a great example of how, how we can be contagious towards other people just by our simple behavior. Continuing on with the passage that we were reading, going back to that 2 Corinthians and continuing on with it, I want to look at it again in verse 10 and 13, through 13, about this issue about generosity is contagious. But we're going to have to take a little ways to get into it, so follow me. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he'll provide and increase your, your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. I, th I thank the Lord for his unique ability to help us even be more generous when we want to live that kind of attitude. He goes this, look, and when we take your gifts to those who need them, just like kingdom builders, you're giving to kingdom builders, we're taking those gifts and we're sending them to those who need them. Look what they do. Here's the contagious part. What do they do because of your giving? They will what? Say it with me. They will thank God. 
they have a response to God because of your generosity and your giving. I think that that's really exciting. So verse 12, so two good things will result from this ministry of giving. Your giving to kingdom builders is a ministry. Your giving of your tithe, it's like a ministry. You're participating with God in a very unique way. The, here's the two things. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met. The needs at our local campuses will be met. And they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry of giving, they will give glory to God, contagiously give glory to God because of your generosity. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that, watch, watch, that you're what? You're obedient to the good news of Christ. True generosity starts with obedience, but it is highly contagious and impacting others. It's like a domino effect. That that, through the missionary that you support, that goes into the local church and preaches the gospel and people come to know Jesus, they thank God because the missionary came. You're a part of that. Or the global outreach trip to Cuba. Or whatever it is that we give to. Planting the church in Ogallala. Your generosity is contagious. Recently I had an experience take place for me of this contagious generosity that impacted me in a radical way. I was out at our Ogallala campus and I was trying to get this thing off the ground and planted and we had so much work to do and we had created a budget number and I was completely way over budget. And I didn't have any idea how I was gonna make the ends mat match. You know, I just knew I was gonna be over budget. I didn't know where the money was gonna come from. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call from one of our pastors here at Kearney and they said, look, you know, a family just walked into my office and they just said with tears in their eyes, God spoke to us and that we were supposed to be a part of what God's doing in Ogallala. And they wrote a check for $10,000 to the kingdom builder. They said, go make the difference happen. They had no idea that I was deep in debt and I was behind the eight ball on this whole thing. And their $10,000 was exactly what I needed to make it happen. When I heard that, guys, it's like in my camper, I dropped to my knees and tears started rolling down my face as I realized, God, you knew the needs and I didn't have to ask anybody, but you moved upon people's hearts. And because people heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, today, people in Ogallala right now are thanking God. Today, right now. People are surrendering their lives to Jesus, and people are getting baptized. Even this next week, people are thanking God because of kingdom builders like you and your generosity and those who will listen to the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you today, every single one of you is hearing a contagious voice of the Holy Spirit right now as well. And you're like, if one family can hear the Holy Spirit and step up and meet a need like that, then wow, what could God do in my life? See, that's the contagious part. And if you're not asking that question, you should start asking that question. I pray that every single person, every family unit at New Life Church senses a contagious response to being a generous giver and walking in generosity to experience all that God has for you today. But I have to admit, it has to start with obedience. It starts with the tithe. And then for everyone else, I want you to consider this. Between now and the end of this fiscal year, between now and the end of this calendar year, I want you to think about what in the world is God asking you to do to be a kingdom builder, to step out and take a giant leap of faith and be, be generous in your giving between now and the end of the year. I call every single one of us to audaciously come before God and come to an altar and lay our lives down and say, God, how do you want to use me to make a difference for your kingdom so that the message of Jesus Christ can spread rapidly even now in the year of 2019? As you give, it will end up 
impacting the lives of others, and they will give thanks because of your giving. Would you please join with me, and let's come before God, and let's say, God, I want to be a person that lives true generosity. I want to live a generous life before you. And if it starts with obedience, then speak to me about how I can do that. And then beyond that, Lord, challenge me to be a part of what you're doing around the world. Guys, I'm so, I'm so thankful to be a part of one church in multiple locations. There's so many more things we can do together than we could ever do alone. Ogallala, we welcome you. Be a kingdom builder. North Platte, I challenge you. Be kingdom builders. Let's live generously before God. Because you, you can't outgive God, guys. The more that we are generous before him, his word has already told us that he'll pour out upon us in a way that he'll take care of all of our needs and we'll have more to even bless others with. Let's be generous people before the Lord. Let's do that today. Why don't you stand with me and let's pray. So Lord, we come before you in Jesus' name. We invite you, Lord, to speak to us, to convict us, to challenge us. Lord, somebody went before us and generously gave so that we could hear the message of Jesus Christ. And may we be a part of continuing to spread that message around the world. Thank you for kingdom builders. Thank you for people that have your heart to expand your gospel around the world. Thank you for that. Thank you for a generous church and all the impact that we've made. And at the end of this year, at the end of this year, may we take a bold, radical step, like a miracle offering, and may we give something that is just beyond what we ever thought or imagined was possible, to see your kingdom advance and see people find Jesus, see the message of Jesus spread rapidly. May this congregation be filled with joy through their giving. And may their giving be contagious to others, causing both the receiver to thank God and the person sitting next to them to consider how God can use them. But we give you this time, we give you this service, we give you this word. We ask that this word would not return void, but that it would impact our hearts and it would change our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.